At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what does every grocery store aisle now have in common Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Wednesday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. I'm slowly but surely getting into baseball season, right? We're easing in. I see a lot of handicappers talk about watching the first month or so. My goodness, is this baseball season long? Cool thing and sometimes maybe an oversaturating thing that there's baseball games nearly every day. Uh, But very cool for this podcast because I need something to talk about, something to bet. We need actionable information and we have the Dodgers and the Angels to talk about. So very excited and also no shame, very excited for the, albeit belated, Easter basket that my beloved mother sent. Grown adult woman. And yes, my lovely sweet mother still sends me an Easter basket. And no, we did not grow up we didn't even i mean we didn't go to church on on the holidays even guys we were real bad but mom likes to celebrate the holidays and she sent me an easter basket with lots of chocolate and i just wanted you to know there's no shame in that game and also to remind you uh this is your reminder early uh mother's day is early this year it's less than a month away it is sunday may 8th so go buy the card now go buy but you know what buy it now send it this week or in a couple days because you want to give it time to get there, right? I can give you another reminder next week, but go buy the card today so you have it, okay? Fill it out if you got the time. May 8th, Mother's Day Sunday, you're welcome. And also, before Mother's Day, Friday, May 6th, which will be too late to mail your Mother's Day card, by the way, WNBA season officially begins. Preseason, obviously, before that, but Friday, May 6th, things get going. And remember, that season is really short, 30-plus games, so you don't want to miss 
any of your favorite team's games. Uh, and if you don't have a favorite team yet, that's great because there's 12 of them and they're all very, very cool in their own unique ways. And I'll have more on that as we get closer and closer to this season. Lots of ladies to celebrate in May. In today's show, though, part one, MLB, both the LA teams wrapping up three-game series on Wednesday. The Braves at the Dodgers one last time and the Angels at the Astros. Split series so far, so winners of these games will take the series. And then part two, we'll bring in Adam Rosenberg, head of communications for Action Network. Love to have a guest on here and get a new perspective on the world of sports betting. So Adam will be here to discuss everything from sports betting account Red Flags, which came up unexpectedly, to baseball betting, how he approaches that. Uh, I do a little bit of um, hating on baseball betting, which I absolutely should not, but we'll get into it. And uh, Adam will also tell us about how he's feeling about his Sixers in the NBA playoffs. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles Lions available at Bet River Sportsbook. Let's start with the MLB Dodgers. You know, still the favorite to win the NL West, plus 225 to win the NL, plus 475 to win the World Series. What else is new? Wednesday's game, 12, 10 p.m. Pacific time start. So early start. So hopefully you're getting this early in the morning. A Dodgers minus 134 money line, minus one and a half on the run line, plus 150. Uh, the run line, yeah, minus one and a half, plus 150. I am on the run line for this game, Dodgers. We'll get into why in just a few moments, but I am already on that. If that's just, you just want to hit it and quit it, hear what I want and leave. Uh, but more bets to discuss. Uh, Braves are plus 115 money line and on the run line. So plus one and a half here, minus 182. Uh, total eight and a half. The over slightly juiced at minus 112 and the under at minus 107. As for the Angels, four to one to win the AL West, 18 to one to win the American League. And by the way, they are at the top there with the A's right now sitting with seven wins. 33 to one to win the World Series on Wednesday, 4:40 p.m. Pacific time. So a little bit later start than you have that Dodgers game. Uh, the Angels minus 130 on the money line. Not a terrible price, but I'm not betting against the Astros. Are you? Uh, there may be a case for it because we will supposedly have Showtime Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels, and not necessarily thrilled with the Astros mound. So. Perhaps Angels minus 130 money line, minus one and a half run line at plus 125. So they have to win by two or more runs for that to cash. Astros plus 112 money line. And then on the run line, they get plus one and a half. They lose by less than two. Then that cashes at minus 148. Total eight and a half over at minus 110 and under at minus 108. We'll get into that with Adam Rosenberg later on in the show too about totals and baseball and how there are even key numbers in baseball. Maybe not as strong as we see them in NFL, for example, sevens, tens, threes. But he will talk about the nines and the totals. So that's something to look forward to. In the NHL, Ducks and Kings played Tuesday. Thanks for telling me, guys. Just kidding. Obviously, I host the LA City Cast, but the season is wrapping up here. The Kings won two to one. Sorry if you took the puck line. I know some of you did. Congrats if you hit the under. Rematch on Saturday. We'll have to bring Andy McNeil in to preview that if he's got some time. He's been doing some pretty big things too on Sportsnet, I believe. Uh, something Canadian. Wow. Really showing my lack of expertise on that. But hopefully, we can get Andy in to preview this before Saturday and talk about the Kings' playoff hopes. Before that, the Blackhawks are at the Kings on Thursday. The Ducks don't play again until they see the Kings on Saturday. That will be the fourth and final time these two teams meet. Afterwards, the Kings should have a better idea if they are playoff bound, but things are in their favor, it seems. The top three teams in each division qualify for the postseason, and two wildcard teams in each conference also advance. The Kings are 
holding desperately to that third spot in the Pacific Division. Three points ahead of Vegas, I believe. That might not be accurate, but Vegas did just lose and the Kings did just beat the Ducks. Kings' four remaining opponents, all non-playoff teams. So the Ducks again on Saturday. They'll have the uh, Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday, as I mentioned. And then also Seattle, the Kraken, and Vancouver, the Canucks. So should be able to secure that playoff spot if you're looking forward to that. And before... Uh, we get into all the good stuff. Not that this isn't great stuff. If you're an NFL fan, good things moving forward with Cooper Cup as well. Sean McVay said that they had a good dialogue, which I appreciate. That's like some ther therapy terms. Good dialogue with Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup on new contracts. I'm just happy to hear that Aaron Donald's not retiring. I'm glad that was a sham. And also, Cup was asked if he wants to, you know, receive the kind of pay that other top wide receivers are getting. And he said that it's not important to him. And that is a winner's mentality. Uh, unless you measure winning and success by championships or excuse me by money as opposed to championships then yeah you'd be winning if you got the most money but if you're not getting the most championships i.e tom brady not getting paid his worth necessarily all the years but making it so the patriots are a competitive team every year you know it helps that giselle was his wife but nevertheless cup said i'm not trying to beat anybody i'm not trying to compare myself to anyone it's more about being in a place that's just right for both sides those first two lines great betting advice great life advice you're not competing with anybody else you're competing against the book you can find all these odds speaking of the book the lovely book that sponsors this show you can find all these odds at bet rivers sportsbook and remember baseball is here and bet rivers has a special offer for you for saturday's games place a three leg same game parlay we'll get into some options on that uh, of at least 25 dollars, and you will earn a 10 dollars free bet with same game parlays you can combine player props and game bets to make that perfect combo. Terms and conditions do apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Now let's get into it really quick. The Dodgers have a plus 30 run differential. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if we're newer to baseball stats as I am, the team's run differential determined by subtracting the total number of runs, both earned and unearned, it has allowed from the number of runs it has scored. So... If so facto, if you score more runs than you allow, you're going to win games. Simple as pie. We love it. Plus 30 run differential. Crazy. The Mets are at 26 for point of reference and second. Giants, 23rd. And then a drop off to the A's and Cardinals at plus 14. So you can see those top three teams kind of separating themselves. And the Giants just happen to be in the Dodgers division. In case you're curious, the Angels are minus two right now. Let's talk about the series so far. Monday, game one, Clayton Kershaw versus Huascar Yanoa. Dodgers won seven to four. Kershaw's strikeout prop was seven and a half. He had seven. Noah had four and a half as his prop. He had four. So if you bet the unders, imagine that sweat. You can see why seven and a half was a big ask, even from somebody as talented as Kershaw. Yes, running the first inning cashed. Here's how. Freddie Freeman stepped into the batter's box. First time. Freeman, Braves catcher, Travis Arnaud, look at each other. Freeman said that they were like, this is weird right? It's weird. But Freddie didn't care about the weirdness. He wasted no time. Solo shot, left field, off Yanoa in the first inning. Crowd that used to boo him, this Dodgers team, when he was on the Braves, now chanting, Freddie, Freddie. And this just reminded me of a Seinfeld episode because I'm rewatching it right now because I need comfort shows at all times because I hate silence. That's got to be a media person thing. But Seinfeld sports reference here, incoming, there's a point where he's doing stand-up and he talks about how they're really just cheering for the jerseys because the players move around 
and you were cheering for this guy when he wore your jersey and now he's on the other team and you're not he's the worst person ever because he's not in your jersey so that's what this kind of reminded me of obviously whenever we see these kind of moves but good news for freddie good news for the dodgers and trey turner by the way bases loaded double five run fourth inning dodgers win cover the run line over caches that's a beautiful game thank you clayton kershaw for that tuesday game two Braves won three to one under cashes. Very opposite here. Braves money line, run line, of course. No run in the first inning. That's more like it. This is Walker Bueller versus uh, the Braves Max Freed. Freed was in fine form, pitched seven scoreless innings, had eight strikeouts. Dodgers could not hit for this man. They just absolutely could not. They were bewildered. Uh, Bueller on the other side allowed three earned runs and only had two strikeouts, so not his finest form. Which brings us to Wednesday's game three. Dodgers are five and one at home, and the Braves six and six in their six in their last twelve. But again, the two opponents for the LA teams this week, the Braves and the Astros, not teams I want to be feisty with necessarily, not want to get involved with, but. Wednesday, 12, 10 p.m. Pacific time, start time. So early start time for this game. The Dodgers minus 134 money line. The Braves plus 115. Total sitting at eight and a half. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, I did take Roger, Rogers, Dodgers run line. There it is. I'm going to call them Rogers from now on. Dodger run lines are Rogers bets from now on. Rogers plus 150. And here's how I got there. On the mound, Tody Gonsolin for the Dodgers. 6-3 righty. He's pitched seven total innings so far. My God, we're early in the season. Big asterisk over all of this, guys. We're just starting to tip our toes in. But seven total innings, three versus the Rockies, and most recently, four versus the Reds on April 15th. Uh, so started two games so far. ERA, 1.39. Oh, okay, pretty good. But we're we're smarter baseball handicappers than that. We're going to look deeper. 3.38 FIP. Okay. Sure. All right. And 1.714 on the whip. Hmm. Okay. That's a little higher than one that we'd like. So again, in case anybody is, is newer to these stats, when it comes to MLB pitchers, a good whip is around 1.00. As I mentioned, Tony Gonsolin, 1.714 through two games. Not a lot of data points yet. Um, but anything below 1.0, outstanding. Cy Young, just dominant, right? On the other side of the mountain, Charlie Morton, 6'5", righty. 10 in the third total innings pitched, 5 most recently versus the Padres that did not go well on April 14th. Uh, they lost that game. He had a 6.1 ERA. He does have that at least through those two games he started. 4.16 FIP and a 1.425 WHIP. So yes, the ERA way off when you look at it compared to the WHIP. But keep in mind, ERA is a 9-inning average. Whereas the whip is an inning average, so your ERA can kind of get out of control if you let a bunch of runs go in a couple innings, right? Um, but again, the whip kind of telling us a little bit more about how effective the pitcher was, and this whip lower than Tony Gonsolin's, actually. But again, through two games. Keep in mind. Also, last season, Charlie Morton started the season pretty bumpy as well, which is to be expected, I would imagine, of most of these pitchers in the major leagues as we're starting to get back into finer form. Last season, bumpy start for him. Uh, Morton went two and six in his first eight games pitching. So only won two of those. I think we're going to see something similar. I think that's kind of the trajectory this looks like on for me. So Dodgers run line or Rogers plus 150. Ellie is eight and three on the run line this season. So far, that's pretty profitable. 
Uh, over four and a half runs in the first inning is another bet I looked at. Did not place myself, but minus 108. I think we could see a good amount of runs. As I mentioned, uh, perhaps Morton is a little bit better than his ERA would tell you with that whip, but I do think he's not, you know, had that many starts yet. We're in the start of the season for him. Could still just not be up to peak form, if you will. Tony Gonsolin. I could see him letting a, you know, letting a ball through or two as well. So over four and a half runs in the first inning is minus 108. Uh, Dodgers money line in the first five. So Dodgers to win, be ahead in the first five. Now this is different. There's different ways to bet this. This is a three-way on Bet Rivers. So you can also bet to tie, right? 0-0 zero, zero in the first five or 1-1, one, one, whatever. But Dodgers money line in the first five. So Dodgers have to be ahead for this to cash at plus 110. I don't hate that. I trust Gonsolin here more than I trust Charlie Morton, honestly, and hopefully I don't have to eat those words. Uh, also, if you want to get real spicy, let's up the ante. Dodgers to score first and win is plus 190. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. That's when I would regret not actually betting, uh, but I don't have that option actually where I'm at. Uh, the Dodgers minus one and a half, by the way. Dodgers run line and under eight and a half is plus 410. I would look to the over maybe. Dodgers minus one and a half and over eight and a half plus 340. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. Uh, no run in the first inning at minus 115 right now. Yes, run in the first inning at minus 108. I don't have a strong take on this first inning play necessarily. So my gut says stay away. So we're going to stay away from that one. As for the Angels, if you really want action on it, though. I'm always going to lead no run first inning. I just am. But I don't know because of this whole Charlie Morton thing. And last season, first game against the Dodgers, about two or three months into the season, he did allow a run in the first inning. <laughs> if, that's, if that influences your decision at all. As for the Angels, let's go back on them here. Uh, Monday game one at the Astros. They lost 8-3. to three. Alvarez homered twice, four RBIs in his return to the lineup. Led the Astros to the win. Lorenzen. For the Angels, took the loss, allowed four hits, four runs, two walks, and three and a third innings. Not stellar. Tuesday, game two at the Astros. Angels were tied with Atlanta for the most home runs in the majors. Or this is really just a piece of trivia. Uh, but the Angels are tied with Atlanta for the most home runs in the majors with 16. But they did beat the Astros in this game without any of those home runs. So promising? Joe Adele tied a career high with three hits. Kurt Suzuki and Brandon Marsh drove in two runs each. Angels win 7-2. to Now, Angels 7-5 uh, and five leading the AL alongside the A's. Uh, and they are now 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. We love to see that. I don't know how complete this team is, but they sure are fun to watch. Game 3 at the Astros, Wednesday, 4.40 p.m. Pacific time. Winner wins the series. Angels minus 130 on the money line. They are favored. On the run line, minus one and a half, plus 125. Astros, plus 112 money line. And on the run line, plus one and a half, being the run line, minus 148 are the odds there. And the total, eight and a half, over at minus 110, under at minus 108. On the mound, as I mentioned, alluded to earlier, Shohei, Showtime, Otani, righty who does it all. Pitch seven total innings so far, three versus the Rockies. Um, or excuse me. Two games so far that he's started, eight and a third innings pitched. That's what we're working with. Uh, 0 and 2. 0 and 2 in his first starts. 7.56 ERA. Yikes. It's okay. Two games in. Hardly even a statistic. <laughs> 1.56 is his whip. 
On the other side, Jake Odorizzi, also a righty. Started one game so far, pitched in two. Uh, he's pitched eight and a third innings, one loss, 6.48 being the ERA here. And here's the... Here's the real problem, 2.04 on the whip. Again, we want something close to one. So you would say um, Shohei's the better pitcher in this matchup, which explains why the Angels are favored a little bit at least. So here's kind of what I like for this. I love the idea of a yes run first inning, minus 115. And frankly, Angels to score in the first inning was also interesting, but it's plus 185, which isn't exciting enough. Like, not only do you have to hope a, a team scores in the first inning, but it has to be this specific team. But I do think if a team is scoring, it is the Angels in the first inning. That said, maybe that's not giving Jakey enough credit here. But Angels to score in the first inning, plus 185 if you want that. Yes, run in the first inning is minus 115. So slightly more juice than the no run, actually, at minus 108. So value, is it? Not really. We're talking about pennies here. But there is less juice on the no run in the first inning. Over 8.5 is minus 110. I think we'll see a lot of uh, hits in this game. That's actually the play I like best. This game wasn't up for me uh, at my book when I went to bet this. So haven't been able to bet this yet but will likely bet this before game time over eight and a half um, again getting at minus 110 on bet rivers angels games have had nine or more runs scored in six straight games so they're not doing their best on defense but they are trying to out homer you and try to make their offense kind of their lead so i think we're going to see a lot of runs i hope i don't live to regret this i'm starting to get excited about baseball don't ruin this for me baseball Coming up, my conversation with Adam Rosenberg from Ashen Network. It's a fun one. This is the Los Angeles CityCast presented by BetRivers Sportsbook. Baseball is here and BetRivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. At this time, let's welcome in Adam Rosenberg, head of communications at Action Network. Find him on Twitter at Hey Rosenberg. Hey Rosenberg, nice to finally see your face and get I, to chat. I appreciate it, Danielle. It's like this is the voice I always hear on TV, and now I get to be on her podcast. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Uh, no, Adam and I are frequent friends on Twitter. We are frequent Twitter friends, and so it was fun to finally get him to hop on the podcast. And as I mentioned, head of communications at Action Network. So. Adam, this is a, this is, we've talked about this before. This was a transition for you moving into this new role. What was that kind of like for you getting into the sports betting side of everything? I mean, it was really hard to get here. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, it's, I, look, bottom line is that it's a dream job. Like, and this is kind of like over the pandemic, I, like everyone else, leaned into, leaned into sports or lack of sports or sports betting. And my role as head of communications, I get to hype all the people that work there and all things to do and like i like hyping my friends you know this you're one of my yes. friends i'm you're very big i'm very big on being you know the Nicki minaj to everybody else and being the hype man so uh or hype woman but um <laughs> yeah so it's kind of cool like i getting to work at action is great because i get to work with these folks who i've been reading about and studying and like learning from for the last like four years and so it's pretty awesome so like, i i like still kind of geek out like i'm in a slack channel with guys who 
like I read their stuff and it's just super cool. Like as a journalism geek, I love it. Yeah. Well, I think that you have a unique perspective in that way because you're looking at it from a different standpoint than just an analyst or a handicapper would. Yeah. You are looking at it from a content standpoint in some ways. And I like to, I mean, you know, I like to have a lot of fun with sports betting as far as it's concerned. I think it's supposed to be adding to your experience in the game. I I think it's supposed to be fun. Yes, winning money is fun. That's the goal, of course. But we know how hard it is to win bets. And the average better is not going to be winning a ton. You know, maybe about 50% is a great day. So that said, I like to take it very, uh, very casually, if you will. I like to have a lot of fun with my bets. Um, what do you think in the betting space? What do you think it's looked like so far? Because it's really interesting being on kind of the ground floor of this as everything's kind of emerging with sports betting. What do you think is kind of missing or what do you think is done really well? Um, because I know that you're a junkie and you, you listen to a lot of podcasts because to even listen to this one is impressive. Well, you know, it's um, now that the world has opened up, it's a lot easier to travel back and forth and listen to podcasts in the car or at the gym <laughs> and things like that. Um, you know, my fake commute around the block. Um, now it's, look, the cool thing about, the one one of the good things about the pandemic is that it kind of got everybody to lean into developing content for what they enjoy. And it's in sports betting, especially it's there's a lot of there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of crap. Um, but there's also it's really it's it's really easy now to kind of see who kind of rises up and like really like focuses on the stuff that they want to do. And, you know, that's I've been able to become like friends with folks like you and like, you know, friend of the show, Will Hill, and and other guys yeah. who just do a lot of work in the space. And now that everybody's able to kind of create their own thing and really lean into it, you're you're kind of able to turn watching sports into your own chess game with it. And it's supposed to be fun and entertaining. And, you know, there, there's plenty of people who are like, this is what I do for a living. And that's great. That's I, I think you and I are on the other side of it where it's like, that's cool. I'll talk about it for a living, but like, I need to go outside and go do something else and do something. Uh, yeah, this I have, is kind of an I have hobbies. So. I have hobbies. Yeah. Have and hobbies. that's, and that is a, that's a key difference. And I try to try to make that very transparent on this show that I'm not a professional gambler and this is not what I do full time. And this, this Los Angeles city cast is to tell you what's going on in LA, what the LA sports are going on. I'll give you tons of great information and stats. Um, but with that, you run with it from there. But I, I wanted to go back to something you just said, which is there's a lot of crap out there. <laughs> and it got me thinking, what are the red flags for people who are maybe newer to sports betting? Or even if you're not, maybe you've been around, but you just haven't seen these red flags in sports betting. Because to me, a red flag, for example, pretty simple, straightforward. If someone's telling you this is the lock. Yep. This is the lock. Yep. If you see the word lock, be wary. I'm not saying it can't be a good source, but red flag. Um, lock, uh, use of the whale emoji on Twitter. Um, <laughs> the whale uh, emoji. <laughs> um, what else? Um, these are just oh, all the red flag emojis. To look are, for. It's really red flag emojis. Yeah. You it's see a, a lock, lock like, if you see a whale. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a date. It's the same, like similar stuff for a dating profile. It's like calling themselves a guru or calling themselves <laughs> like a rock star. Like, no, no one does that. It's like, it, those are kind of the things like when I'm hiring someone for a job, if someone says like, yeah, I'm a. I'm a marketing rock star. I'm like, all right, you're going back in the pile. Um, but yeah, the whale emoji is one of them. Locks is one of them. Uh, you know, the real hot thing right now on Twitter with the people that care about it a lot more than you and I do is being super transparent, which is important. Um, I mean, it's not, that's mm-hmm. not a red flag. I think Essential. it's, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it, look, it, I think the number one thing that if anyone wants to get into sports betting at all. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you next. Kinda, I know there's tons of people who want to break in. Track, well, first of all, get a spreadsheet and track what you're betting or use the action app and track what you're betting. Like, track what you're betting. Like track what you're doing. Yeah. It's 
is it's really important because otherwise you everyone has had a moment where they're like, oh yeah, I totally bet like you know Atlanta seven and a half, and at the end of the game you realize, oh but wait, actually I also bet Heat delaying seven and a half, and I didn't track it, so I had no idea what it was going on. Um, you know, I'm not here to like plug all the actions up, but like action obviously makes that really easy. But uh, but mm-hmm. I use I also use a spreadsheet because yeah, just, it's fun. Um, I do. I use yeah. an Excel sheet. It's just or notes. Um, I'm sure that people use like a pad of paper. Just track your stuff. Um, also focus on focus on one or two sports. Like for me, I can tell you mm-hmm. the sports that I'm the best at are probably hockey and hockey, basketball, and football. Like, but probably probably basketball and football number one. Like I'm learning more on baseball, which is just a totally different beast. And I know you want to talk about it at some point, but. Um, you know, because nobody, uh, because I can't speak on it. Nobody so. gets everything. Well, that's I mean everything I do. Like I mean, you know, I you know what I do. I surround myself with people who know it and played like like Will played. So I'm just like Will. Can this guy throw yeah. and do this? And then he'll just he'll say yes, or he'll say here's what a pitcher's thinking. And I have a guy in my group chat who is um who played minor league baseball, and so he's never bet before. And he, we put him in the group chat, and he says, why am I here? And I said, because you don't realize this, but you know how all these things work. So, and it turns out he's coaching these kids and like the ends. Wait, like, but has he been, has he given actionable information? Yeah, he just said, he's, he says things like, oh, well, I, I coached that kid and he didn't feel well on Tuesday and he's a pitcher. And I'm like, all right, hammer the over, hammer the over. And it's, <laughs> it's pretty, we basically have trained this guy into becoming like an NCAA sharp uh, NCLA baseball sharp. Um, but yeah, it, look, it, the thing is all of it's supposed to be fun. It's all supposed to mm-hmm. be just an extension of what you're enjoying about sports. Like don't get into, you can get into sports betting for two reasons. If you really love math and then you're just mm-hmm. all about the numbers or if you really love sports and you just want to build on top of it and have like a real cool entertaining thing because you know, it's going to be legal in every state over the next like 10 years. Um, the California's in Texas are going to have a lot of problems. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Yeah, but it's still like, it's 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 kind of, it's 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 not as taboo as it was like five years ago. Um, mm. You know, this this and yeah, this, like it's, it makes it a lot more fun. And uh, the, the longstanding joke about sports betting is everything's a lot of, everything becomes a lot more interesting if you tell people that they can win 30 bucks about it. Like it could be moving a couch and you can be betting oh, on like, five. it's going to fall down. If I can win five. Oh, that's great. <laughs> if I can win a piece of pie, like literally anything. That's what I think is so funny too, is like, where does betting originally start? I'm like, I feel like it's with my family with like siblings. You're like, I bet I can do that. I bet I can do this. Um, and then it's evolved into this whole thing. And it's, it's really interesting two points you made, cause you said the sports that you're good at and that's why tracking becomes so important right and for me it even changed year over year because last year i was doing almost five hours of shows monday through friday that i was on and it cut into my handicapping time because i i mean i can handicap live on air or whatever but i'm not really doing any kind of analysis or any kind of analyst work in that time frame really it's just it's it's too much going on in terms of prep before the shows and then after so i found that the things i did best at were things i could handicap really quickly um and I did really well at, at baseball no run first innings, which we'll get into in a moment because Twitter set right ablaze. Now. Those are super hot. Twitter set ablaze. Yeah. Um, but for me, like basketball was by far my least profitable last year. I lost a ton of money in the NBA last year, and then this year I was able to dedicate a lot of time to watching specifically the Lakers and Clippers, and it did better. So just another yeah. reason to your point 
to track those bets. And maybe your best sport isn't going to be the same. I thought I was going to make a ton of money in NFL this year because I did last year, not the way it went. I didn't lose money in NFL because NFL is still the best, I think, for betting. Um, but it, it didn't go as well as it, I expected it to just based on how last year went. So that's why it's really important to track as well. But um, I don't know if I ever want to go into no run first innings yet. No, we totally, if we want to get totally into that. Do. But like, to, I mean, like the one last thing I want to say about like the stuff that is that, you know, is it's it's why would you why would you want to make it more difficult for yourself? Like, like for you just said, you said, yeah, I just focused on like, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers. Like, yeah, because then you're you know, those I started really well. you find different angles on them. You don't it doesn't have to just be if a team's winning. Like we have. A, yeah. My entire group chat is Knicks fans. Like, come on. Like they. <laughs> so you have to find a way. Yeah, they have to find a way. And then my other group chat is all like Sixers fans. And I'm like, guys, we this team is not going to win. 82 games we have to figure out who's having a bad night like who's how are we going to do it this way and you know never joel Embiid, right um so but that's uh, why that's why i think the city cats have been so good by bat rivers on because i mean you can have a philadelphia specific and new york specific and la specific and if that's your thing and i think it makes more sense and it's interesting because i also think there are betters that are betters and they're just looking for an edge right which is probably the best way to try to become profitable but there's also the majority of sports fans are regional, no? Yeah. Like this is like it's gonna be people rooting for their teams. They want to bet on a game they care about. Yeah, but like you and I both know, like like fandom travels. I mean, that's the sure. best part about it. Like, I mean, like, fandom travels. Like, just just ask the ask the Los Angeles Chargers, who like <laughs> you know don't have any fans. Um, yeah. It's, um, no, I mean, they, well, they moved like right when I moved back to the Bay Area. They they weren't there. Um, but it, that's the thing. It's like fandom travels but you can find things that you like i mean i definitely bet a lot more knicks games because of my group chat i would never have done that um if but i'm just hearing all this information from it so it says okay cool i'm just gonna bet that a lot like i bet a lot more you know of specific nhl teams because i i there's people that i follow on twitter that are very into the canucks and so i've learned way more about the vancouver canucks than i would about any other team and it's just you look it's knowledge is power it's what we were taught so just learn about your team learn about what you want to lean into if you want to be like the, the the crown prince of rebounds and you only follow rebound props do it make it your thing it's just kind yeah. of just try don't boil the ocean of anything else like don't boil the ocean you will not do well um, you will yeah. be stealing from yourself constantly. Yeah, I like that metaphor specifically. Yeah, because I I specifically like specializing. I like specializing in something because that's the person I want to go to. If someone tells you you're an expert of everything, they're they're an expert of nothing, right? Yeah, so if if you're like I can bet every sport, great, Mazel Tov. Hmm, tell me when you do anything else. Um, but I do think that's what's nice about having kind of specializations now. As far as specializing, baseball is not my forte. It is not my specialty. I'm literally about to bring in my father to come on these podcasts with me. That's who adorable. Used to be, used to be a pitcher and knows a lot about baseball. It actually made me laugh because you said you brought on your friend who coaches baseball or, or has played in the minor leagues. And I was like, is this information helpful? Because for my dad, whenever he would, be, I would be like, hey, he knows like the WCC very well. He watches every Gonzaga game. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to bet on the WCC. I'm going to bet on St. Mary's or Pepperdine. And I'm talking to him about it. And he goes, mm, I don't know. Like talk to me out of so many winning bets, Adam, when I tell you so many, like I, I, I had to start fading. I mean, I know you've got fade Nora going on with your beautiful baby girl, but I had to start fading rich. And so I'm interested <laughs> to see 
how he does with baseball because with college basketball, he had too much faith in some of these WCC teams. The uh, the best metaphor that I heard about betting on baseball was from uh, a guy who I work with at Action who said it is like, I think he got it from someone else, but he said it's like drinking salt water um, and you just there's tons of it and you could just keep, you can drink it, but it's definitely not going to quench your thirst. And um, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, baseball is 100% that long game. Look, the, the, there's like there's things that I've learned already in the like first month. Like this is the season that I knew I was going to take baseball more seriously. Like I started taking mm-hmm. it seriously at the end of last season, and like last year, like two years ago, I got destroyed in football, and then last year I took it really seriously, and then mm-hmm. I did way better. And that's kind of how I'm doing it with baseball. And then eventually, it's sort of like okay, I kind of know a little bit about all of them, like NBA. NBA is like always going to be my thing because I just love ball. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for baseball, there's a lot of different nuances. It's the one that's definitely for like the super math nerds. Um, and um, in and the I, best possible way. In the best possible way. Like I, the super <laughs> math nerd part of me loves it. Um, and then, you know, curses it when it doesn't work out. Um, Can I but, tell you, you know, one of my again, questions I just on here? a lot of Phillies props, like Bryce Hart. I'm like, oh, Bryce Harper over. He's gonna he's gonna walk. They're not, they're gonna walk. That's him. fun. Like, like, yeah, well, that's like, what's fun about the Dodgers. I got Mookie Betts. I got Trey Turner. I have so many fun people oh, to play yeah. with. But the point is that I really have to – I do feel like I have to work harder to have fun at baseball betting. And so my question I had for you here was, why isn't it as fun, why isn't it, why isn't it as fun to bet baseball as it is football or basketball? Because <laughs> I feel like I've even seen this in, like, betting discussion is what is it about baseball that makes it not quite – set up in a way to be really successful with sports betting and and maybe i'm reading wrong on this but that's just kind of how it feels it's it's different because like the thing about baseball is that it's the baseball and football are really similar i think in this way is that there's a the key there's a key person that if they stink it's going to change everything like in football mm-hmm. it's a quarterback and in baseball it's a pitcher and so the, the fundamental thing that you can do with baseball is find a pitcher that you want to fade and just keep doing it um yeah. you know like last year it's not it broke. was like you know it was the return of matt harvey and it was um you know jake arietta and like you know we have a like a lot of us on on the action slack are really into like vincent velasquez who's a former phillies pitcher and now he's now he's on the white Sox. you find a guy to fade and just that'll be your angle and that's what you do it's you know it's it's also the thing is is that i think a lot of people bet baseball because they just don't want to accept that there's summer and that there's anything else to do outside um junkies yeah really um they're just like i gotta do this and it's like all right fine i mean there's so much going on but look baseball's a long game focusing on pitchers um the kind of a thing that i also look at is um, in baseball, like teams in their own division play each other way more than any other ones. Like baseball has more data points than anything else. That's why like fantasy baseball people are very different than fantasy football people because you have a 16 game season versus 162. So yeah. there's more data points, which via all the saber metrics, Moneyball, all those things, you could possibly figure out a lot more trends and trends work out well. So the things that I have just learned, and I'm not an expert, I just I'm starting to enjoy it more. I don't hate betting, hate betting baseball. Is it uh, if it's a, a home like divisional dog in a division? I always it's yeah. sort of the same as NFL. I take them with like a run line at home because sure. uh, they play each other more. They know each other more. They get last ups. Um, that's another thing is Key, that I that's critical. It's, it ups. is well because like one of the teams in baseball. Yeah, like well one of the teams. I was talking about this um, with. Um, 
with with Jason Weingarten uh, the other day, mm-hmm. and he said, "Great baseball handicap." He was a really good. He so Jason Weingarten actually get got him back me on excited about baseball because the way he talks about baseball is joyful because he has so much information in his head. Uh, I, he's not like, and I, he knows that was his. I wouldn't call him joyful. I would call how he talks about baseball joyful. He's a, he's a good dude. And Clear he, distinction. He, he, but he said to me, I said, hey, I said to him last night, I'm like, hey, how, like, why is nine a key number in baseball? And he said, because it guarantees most of the time that you wouldn't go to extra innings. Um, mm-hmm. And also because think about the fact that one team is only, one team if it goes the right way the home team if it goes the right way the home team only gets up eight times so think about things that way and so that's why nine is kind of the key number sort of like seven is the key number in, in, in football and nine is key number for totals um so uh but there's a lot of like look the thing is about betting in general that i think people don't do enough of ask other people questions like mm-hmm. that's the thing like and like you said not be afraid. It, there's no dumb questions there are no I mean, dumb there questions are, but... like and if someone's saying that that's a dumb question, then they are a, they're not a nice person and you should. That's not a person you want advice from. That's not a person you want advice from. That person, that person is not, no, that person is not a nice You know, person. you want to know how we know there's just terrible people on Twitter? There's people that attack your eight month old baby for her place. Yeah. So for those who are listening, I have a, I have an eight month old daughter named Nora who I blame any of my bad picks. I will, I will give them to her. I, I make yeah. I make them her picks. I said that they came from her. Um, she and they, can't and talk that's yet. Where Faye Why Nora not? came came together. Uh, she takes a lot of money lines. Takes a lot of overs. Um, anyway, so she takes so, a lot of overs. She, somebody somebody thought. It, look, it's it's a bit. I think of, I literally take yeah. a cute picture of her. I throw a text on it that says like Chiefs money line, and I put it up, and it's cute. And and like you know my my sister thinks it's funny, and I think it's funny, and like my wife kind of thinks it's funny. Um, but Nora will one day find it embarrassing. Anyway, the point is, is that, um, somebody was following them clearly for their own, like, livelihood of betting, did not like that they were not doing well, slid into my DMs and told me that, you know, Nora's picks were terrible and, uh, that she was a dumb baby (laughs) and could not understand that this would, these were not actually picks that were coming from a baby. Like she, she just learned to sit up. Uh, I think when I was telling you this story, it was like, dude, she, I, I, told, I remember I said, I'm like, Danielle, she literally just discovered her hands a week ago. She's not making actual picks. Um, and yeah, somebody got got violently angry. People on Twitter get violently angry about lots of things. Like, I don't know if this is a good segue, but whether or not people score runs in the first inning seems to be a thing that people it's get. It's a great segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I have to put a little asterisk on what you said, don't just tail people randomly. I, no, if that's how you want to get into sports betting, you're doing it wrong for so many reasons. First of all, you're doing no research on your own, which is fine. Maybe you don't like the research, but that's why I try to make the research fun, interesting, entertaining to tell you. So at least you want to listen to it. Uh, and if you don't want to do that part, you ideally you want to be watching the game or interested in the game or or whatever. And so what are you doing if you just tail a pick that you don't care about? Like, it's really the whole point of sports betting is to be excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, know. it's kind of like saying that I'm really into baking, but you go and you buy your pies. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's sort of defeats the entire purpose. Um, yeah. Then you go, this tastes terrible. This tastes Who terrible. This I'm never, I'm never baking again. Right. <laughs> never buying from this bakery again. Yeah. Um, that's a great, that's a great metaphor. I love a good metaphor. No run in the first inning. Yes, run in the first inning. Debate. I. 
was taken aback. I was mm-hmm. I was so upset to see people so upset, <laughs> upset about this this first inning bet that you can bet in baseball. Yes, there will be a run scored or no, there will not. And there historically has been a little bit of value on the nose, under my understanding. But now the books have kind of wised up, and so maybe it's not as much there. Um, you'll see some handicappers say they only play these if there's a little bit of plus money uh, on whatever side they're playing. But I did really well at no run first innings last year, well, and I bet so many of them. I bet so many. I bet like well over 200, I think. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, and know, I think I, I so finished. When you wrote that, I didn't know you were just adding to the bit, and you were really. That's. I mean, that's awesome. Oh wow. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah. No, it was a weird thing that was happening when I was doing primetime action on Visa, and we just we were on five nights a week, and I wanted action, action junkie. Yeah. I was there every day, um, which is nice because I've also started to win more as I've bet less days. Think about that as well. Pick your moments. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but those first inning bets, yeah, like they went really well. Even initially, really was like on a tear. It was like 65 percent, and then by the end of the season, it kind of got back under control, but I think I still finished like 57, 58%. So yeah, it seems like a toss up and it seems like such a weird thing for people to get upset about um, because, you know, people are up in arms about this one. What do you, what do you think? I mean, people love to get outraged. Wouldn't be Twitter if people didn't love to get outraged about something that they shouldn't get outraged about. Uh, it Look, as Just long as I don't bet it, don't bet it. Well, that's <laughs> you so, don't like here's it. the thing. Like, no run in the first inning is the same as, um, you know, first basket props are really hot. Just the same way like first touchdown props are hot because, look, everybody, everyone wants to win right away. So, um, but, but you thing- know the pitchers, but you know the pitchers. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Because it- first basket, that really is a coin flip. No, of course. Yeah. You have a, yeah. you have a one in 10 chance <laughs> of that being right every time. Um, <laughs> here's the th- like, so look for no run in the first inning. Like I know if you were saying like, yeah, that actually it works out better that there's a yes. Well, you know, that's assuming that you're betting every single one of them at all times. I'm sure right. that people pick their spots. Like it, I, people are getting, people get very upset about, whether or not someone wants to have fun with a prop bet in the beginning of the game, just let like let them do it. I mean, I I can tell you that there's certain pitchers that I look for that I definitely do. I do runs in the first inning for mm-hmm. like Garrett Cole. I I do. Garrett Cole does not do well early when he sees batters without his sticky stuff. Yeah, without his sticky stuff. <laughs> um, God, what a weird. Shohei Otani last season for me, there was a little stretch where he was just wild in the first one or two innings and then he would like lock down, yeah. but he would like pitch these kind of, he got pulled at one point too. But so there was this little stretch where I was like, oh yeah, yeses. And it was very profitable. So there are, you can pick your moments with Yeah. These. I mean, Max Scherzer uh, last year gave up a lot of home runs in the first thing. I remember one yeah. of the bigger bets, one of the bigger bets I was really, really excited about last year was in the playoffs. Um, and it was based based around like teams' recency of runs in the first inning and Max Scherzer doing like pitching, and he gave one up, and then he didn't give anything up for six innings, and that's fine because he was still Max and he did his thing. But yeah, I mean, picked my spot. It, it look like the thing is, I just don't understand why like let people bet what they want to bet, and that kind of goes back yeah. to the whole thing about getting into betting. Like there are gonna be some people that want to bet because they want to be professionals, and there are some people that want to bet because they're just having fun with it, and then there might even mm-hmm. be the people in the middle like you and me who are like, yeah, we're betting because we're like professionally entertaining uh, mm-hmm. with it versus whatever. <laughs> and just, I don't know, man, just let ever let, let them, let them bet on it. Who cares? Yeah, uh, people it, love like, to get upset about decisions other people make. A wise woman lives. said, a yeah. wise woman said on her podcast once, I think she was quoting someone else, but I'm not your mother. You can bet whatever you want. 
Um, I was not. That was original. That's an OG. That's an OG. That's an OG, and that's how you know he's been listening to this podcast for a long time. So Adam, well, I ran out. Of, I ran out of real very fan. early in the pandemic, and I'm like, oh look, there's CityCast. I guess I'll listen. Oh, to that makes me these. feel so good. Okay, <laughs> better than nothing. I'm um, NBA playoffs. Before I let you go, yeah. any action you've been enjoying, or any kind of uh, teams that you've been fading or playing? Um, yeah, so, um, I actually like really like my Sixers now and I know that's a real Homer thing to say. Um, I love my Sixers right now. But, look, we love Homers on this podcast. We do. I got I mean, great teams we, in LA. Los Angeles cast. <laughs> um, you look, so, uh, I really, I like the Sixers cause I really like their path. I mean, they, yeah. they, if they win, they beat my, they have to play Miami who they've split a series with. It's, that's the thing about all of it. It's like, what's your path like? Um, I, uh, I'm having some fun with this Mavs Jazz series because I'm mm. pretty much convinced that the Jazz the don't like series. each other, and I really want to see yeah. them fall apart. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I bet actually, I bet the Mavs Mavs were plus 500 when they were down one game uh, just zero to one, and I bet yeah. that, and then they won. I mean, the thing is, is that there's a lot of stuff going on with that Jazz team. I mean. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty much, like, I do PR. Like, I know how, like, rumors in sports go. Like, when there's a rumor going around that that Quinn Snyder is, Quinn Snyder said no to the Lakers. Yeah, Quinn Snyder's agent started that rumor. Like, that's how that, that's how these things work. So when teams are starting rumors and doing things like that, I don't see it going long. Um, maybe the, I still think the Jazz could win the series. I still think, like, Luka, you know, I still, I think that Luka injury is a, is a, I think it's, I think they're terrified that it's an Achilles but it's a down year in the West. So, I mean, what are they going to do? Try to go for it next year when Kawhi comes back? Like, that's... Yeah. So, anyway, I'm, I'm looking at them. Um, uh, I, I like the Heat, though, to your point. I do, I do like I do the love heat. that Heat team. Um, I, don't think any, I don't think anyone, though, in the West beats the Suns. I just don't. I just... It's like... it's. They're I'm just, looking for best series, right? Like, that's why series. I'm mad the Pelicans beat the Clippers. Because yeah. I'm like, do I want to watch the Pelicans and play? No offense. But I don't. I don't want to watch them in playoffs. No. Well, look, this... I mean, this Nets... Celtics series is going to be great. Killer. It is really Do you great. think we see Ben Simmons? <laughs> Do you think um, he's going look, to make the best eventual? take on it? I don't, I mean, you know how I feel about Ben Simmons. I, sure, maybe you see Ben Simmons, but like, why would you, why would you, he's a non factor. Like, Let me slam the unders. And also, why would you do, like, from a traumatic experience, why would you take someone who had a traumatic experience a year ago in the playoffs and throw them back into that traumatic experience a year later to, like, Oh look, they're they're brand new. They're fine now. Like no no no, dude. Like, let him let him come back to this. I mean, he literally was exposed in front of everybody in the playoffs. And so then you're just like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna wait here. We're gonna let him make his debut in the playoffs again. And it just sounds it's like exposure therapy. therapy. It's exposure therapy. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> to conquer um, the thing. No, but the, look, the NBA. I think these are going to be a great playoff. A good playoffs. They are. They already are. Um, I I'm excited about this. Timberwolves. I love this Timberwolves team. Like I, yeah, like, they're, they're so, so fun. fun. They're so much fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, any team that's like, yo, Pat Bev is our guy in the locker room, and we're re-signing him. You got to get behind. Um, yeah, Pat Bev, a little unhinged, like the yeah, rest of us right now. Him. And they committed to a mid-season. They're like, he's our guy. Like he's our locker room guy, and that it is. Big. He called it a is. shot. He said playoffs. I love and they it. Did it. I love it. I love it. I, that team is a lot of fun. Um, and I look, the heat are, the heat are going to be the heat. And I think that the, I think the heat are going to do their thing, but I like how the Sixers look. I like them, them putting, I like, every, like everyone finally, the secret's definitely out on Tyrese Maxey. Um, mm. the Raptors were obviously, I think the Raptors were like, 
the Raptors were the equivalent to that. Hey, I was listening to Nirvana before you type of pick. Mm. Like they felt very hipster. <laughs> like everybody was on that. Um, uh, they were they were like the pitchfork media of like um, of of NBA picks. They're like, oh yeah, well I had this before you. Um, and you know, like we get the bet. Like another red flag on series. Yeah. So it's uh, somebody tells you I I had that before. I, I had, had a better odds. Yeah. I'd red flag. Red flag that person. Um, Adam, you obviously, we could talk for an hour. Yeah, I'm going to wrap you up though. To. Hopefully this was not a traumatic experience for you. Like ben no, Simmons, we can bring you back. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so Adam Rosenberg, uh, head of communications at action network. You can find him on Twitter at Hey Rosenberg. Thank you, Adam. Thanks Danielle. And thank you to you for listening to the Los Angeles city cast. Remember new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I will be back on Friday with more LA action, uh, Los Angeles city cast sponsored by bet river sportsbook.